Today's episode of Spawned is brought to you by the new middle grade novel, The Terrible Two Get Worse, the hilarious sequel to The Terrible Two, which spent over 10 weeks on the New York Times bestseller list. Hello and welcome to Spawned, a common sense and hopefully fun discussion on parenting and parenting culture. And this week with another extremely special guest. Hey, I'm Kristen Chase. I'm Liz Gumbiner and we're the co-founders of CoolMomPics.com. On today's episode of Spawned, we are so thrilled to welcome... LeVar Burton. Yay! This is... Uh, you have to understand, people in the studio were like fighting over this. Yes. We had producers arm wrestling about who was going to get to produce this They were this doing episode. some mean rock, paper, scissors out there before we got in here. That's awesome. And it's great timing with March being National Reading it Month. Is. So we are yeah. excited to talk to you, LeVar. Thank you so much for joining. It's a pleasure to join you both, ladies. Well, first, let's just give a quick bio for, like, the one person out there who's not <laughs> sure about every single thing he's Probably ever done. Probably it's the 10-month-old <laughs> daughter of a listener who doesn't know yet, who yet, just, just, Anybody out there who, who doesn't know who LeVar Burton is is a fan in the making. Uh-huh. Yes, I'll be like so that. So positive. So LeVar's an award-winning actor, presenter, director, and author. He even won a Grammy, which some of you might not know. First, he was known for his incredible performance as Kunta Kinte in Roots. And then a new generation, or we should say next generation, ha ha. Oh, nice. Came to know him as <laughs> Lieutenant Commander LaForge in Star Trek, The Next Generation. But so many of you know LeVar as the co-founder and host of the long-running PBS children's series Reading Rainbow, which ran for 23 seasons on PBS. That's pretty Is unbelievable. That a, that's got to be a record. Uh, no, like it's a actually record? third in line behind Sesame Street. And Mr. Okay. Rogers' neighborhood, but that's a that's a oh, pretty wow. that's a pretty good third place. That's amazing company, yeah. absolutely. And if that's not enough, this week he's just expanded Reading Rainbow with the launch of Skybrary, which is a web-based digital library of hand-curated children's books and story-driven educational video field trips. That's Those a mouthful, awesome. right? <laughs> I was going to say, those are some heavy-duty adjectives yeah. right there. <laughs> and it's all about literacy for kids 2 to 9. And we are super excited to talk to you about this today. Thank you so much for joining yeah, us. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. So, you know, we have been big fans before we had our own kids. We have six between us, what we like to say, that, that we, we know, know of. <laughs> <laughs> I want to meet the kids of which you are unaware. <laughs> right? But we've had your iPad app on our site. We were one of the first, I think, to break the news about the Kickstarter that everyone, I mean, that set a huge record. And we actually had Skybrary picked as our top picked you know, reading apps uh, in our back to school guides. Yay. Awesome. <laughs> it is not easy to have reinvented a very popular, in fact, beloved television program um, into a digital app and web experience for kids. It, 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 it was daunting, um, but we, we were determined that we were going to give it our best shot because television was simply the technology that we used in the 80s to reach kids, right? The, the yeah. experiment was all about using this very engaging technology of television and, and, and taking advantage of the access that television gave us to the audience that we were trying to reach to steer children through the medium of television back in the direction of, of good, good books, literature and the written word. So I firmly believe that if you really are serious about wanting to reach kids today, you need to have your content in the digital realm. Television is simply one of the screens that they, they choose to have their content delivered to them. 
during the course of any given day. And it was really important uh, to me on a personal level, if, if, if we were going to be successful at making the Reading Rainbow brand revel re relevant for this generation and for future generations, it was important to make the, the transition into the digital realm. Well, I, I think a lot of parents are going to be interested in this because I actually saw in the article you just posted that you'd written for eSchool News mm -hmm. that you talked about how the idea of using TV to get children reading was considered so crazy back in the it day. It was. Television was considered, you know, the the, the, the evil empire. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it was going to be responsible for rotting the, the minds of America's children. And, and of course, you know, that dire prediction didn't necessarily come true. And certainly in the case of Reading Rainbow, quite the opposite happened. We, we were really successful at using that very engaging medium, the engagement factor of TV, to, to turn kids on to books. And every day of my life, someone comes up to me and says, I'm a reader because of Reading Rainbow. I'm a writer because of Reading Rainbow. Um, I learned English as a second language because of Reading Rainbow. So um, we know over time that... that uh, that we've been, we've been effective. So in terms of that technology, I mean, in transitioning from, you know, what was new and hot in the 80s to what's new and hot now, which are, you know, tablets and smartphones, right. how do you think technology has affected the way that kids are learning to read, how they're consuming books? I mean, is it different from when you started until now, or is it the same kind of trends you're seeing with kids? I think the trends are, are escalating. Um, I think that it is important to note that, you know, I believe sooner or later we will need to come to the conclusion that it is not a sustainable practice necessarily to continue to make books from trees. And that, Interesting. for the most part, uh, a lot of our reading going forward will be consumed in the digital realm on a, on a tablet or mobile device of some sort. So given that that is our future, um, I, I see no reason to swim against that tide. People ask me all the time. So in terms of my children and, and emerging readers, do you recommend digital books or you know, traditional printed books? And my response is always the same. I say yes. Oh, that's great. My mom is an educator right? for many decades, and she says the same thing. She often says, you know, if a kid wants to read a comic, if they want to read about sports, if they want to read nonfiction or fiction, it doesn't matter. Get them reading. Amen for your mom. I totally agree with her. Look, it is our passions that tend to drive our reading appetites, right? So mm -hmm. I, I agree. If, if your kid is interested in superheroes, buy your kid comic books, because what, what, whatever the gateway drug in terms of, of developing a, a relationship with reading is concerned, there are, aren't any off limits, really. Um, I, I genuinely believe that literacy is the key to reaching our full potential as human beings. It is difficult, if not impossible, really, to reach your highest level of achievement if you can't read. Reading connects us to our imagination, and it is our imaginations that connect us to our birthright as a storytelling species. So much of how we understand the nature of our journey here, who we are, why we're here, where we are going, what our contribution is destined to be, all of that information comes from our relationship to storytelling in this culture 
And in order to be a full-fledged member of the storytelling culture and tradition, you've got to be a reader. Ugh, the passion is coming through. <laughs> I, I have to oh say, our, our listeners can't see us right now. Kristen and I are very emotional yeah, right now. We're super now. weepy. <laughs> we're well, writers, well, so we, you know, we understand. This is, Ugh, this, I know. This is something that I've understood from a very early age. My mother was an English teacher, so I grew up in a household where reading was not optional. It was mandatory. And I know that it was my mother's insistence that I develop a relationship with the written word that took me from a kid who knew how to read and, and turn me into a reader for life. And there is a difference. There's a huge difference. And my job for, you know, for 33 years has been to do what I am able to turn kids into readers for life. Because if you, if you are a lifelong reader, then you are a lifelong learner. And if you're a lifelong learner, then, then there are no limits to what you can find out on your own. You can self-educate and no one can impose their, look, we're in the middle of a political season. We have the opportunity to, yeah, we get a lot of information that's delivered to us through the visual medium, but but unless you really check it out, right? Mm -hmm. What, what the candidates records are, what, what is, what is the truth that, that they are not saying? Um, in order to have a, a functioning society, we must have an informed electorate. And, and in, like I said, yeah, we, we, we get a lot of information pushed to us, but that information which you pull, which you actually seek out and find out on your own, is really the determining factor. And it's what shapes your, you know, your worldview and your belief system. So was it your mom that had a large influence in terms of you starting reading Rainbow in the first place? What was the impetus for that? Where did that come from? Uh, honestly, y- yes, and my mom is 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 a huge influence in that in, in that area of my life, and to the degree that everything that I do in the field of of literacy is um, honors my mom and and her influence in my life. But that the, the, the Reading Rainbow story, is it's an interesting one for me because it really does combine the power of literature and the power of moving pictures and sound. When I was 19, um, my first job as an actor, my first uh, audition, really, uh, professionally, was for the television miniseries Roots. And in eight that nights... That was your first of, of, audition? Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. Wow. <sighs> so I, I, I had an opportunity to from a, a, a very unique vantage point, observe the culture of America become transformed in eight nights of television. The, the consciousness of America was altered um, in 1977 when Alex Haley's family story was broadcast on ABC. And, and so I, was, I became really aware of the power of the medium of entertainment and and as i say moving pictures and sound and so when the idea was presented to me to use this very powerful medium to steer children in 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 the direction using the medium to steer them in the direction of, of 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 literature i thought this is this is cool this makes sense to me and it seems that 
through Skybrary, you're actually putting them together more, yeah. that you have the video field trips right. that you're doing. Right. And that you found a really amazing way to bring together the joy of learning and the joy of reading. And That's been the, the secret sauce of reading Rainbow for all of these years is, is really marrying the real world experience through the video field trip to the literature that, that we're exposing our kids to. The, the, the idea being, you know, go anywhere, be anything. That the world is, is a, it's a universe full of diverse experience. And you only have to expose yourself to enough of it before you find where it is you belong. We actually talk a lot about diverse experiences on our site, and we really try to seek out diverse range of authors and topics mm -hmm. um, because I think it's really important for kids to be exposed to experiences that may be different than their own. Um, Absolutely. You know, and and so do you have any suggestions for how parents can look for? books that maybe aren't the very first thing on the shelf so they can try to seek out newer experiences for their kids through reading? Well, you know, we've, we've got a library, a digital library of over 800 titles in, in, wow. in Skybury School. And, and you know, and Skybury is also available in a consumer version as well that's available, you know, for families um, on the iOS platform, uh, the Kindle Fire, Android, the web. Um, we, and, and with Skybury School, you know, we are taking advantage of the reality that teachers love the Reading Rainbow brand. When we were strictly a television show, Reading Rainbow was one of the most used television resources in our nation's classrooms. And when we released Skybrary Family um, uh, in 2012, uh, the first Reading Rainbow digital product, we found that teachers were were, were crazy about it and sort of rigging the system because you could only have high <laughs> profiles right on the family product so they were like putting four and five and six kids on a profile to get them access to our digital library and we thought wow this is incredible let's design and fashion a version of our product specifically for the classroom use so the teachers can use our, our library of books and videos in the classroom at what I call the point of purchase in the trenches every day with kids. And so that's what we've done. We've, we've taken our, our books and our videos and wrapped it in an experience for teachers with lesson plans for 36 weeks worth of, 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 of lessons and printable materials. And you can roster 35, 36 kids and, you know, all of the things that you would ex that a teacher would expect to find in an educational product that that focuses on reading. All of our books are common core aligned that focuses on reading and the and the reading rainbow magic, the literature and the real world video field trip um, combined. And what are you doing to get this into the most schools possible? Because I, I am concerned about the increasing racial and socioeconomic educational divide or the achievement gap. And I know that you recently spoke at the National Title I conference. Yeah. And so, you know, is there anything in particular you're doing to make sure this gets into the most schools? Is there any uh, way to get it into like lower income schools that maybe can't afford Ab it? Absolutely. And we, we were able to to develop and deploy Skybury schools um, through the efforts of our Kickstarter raise uh, in 2014. And part of our promise then was to give away the Reading Rainbow Digital Library, our Skybury product, to over 10,000 classrooms, and um, and we're really serious about that. The the campaign was called Every Child Everywhere, and and we really mean that. And so, I am I too am concerned about 
you know, the 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 gap and the digital divide. And and we intend to not only make good on our promise to give away the product to 10,000 classrooms, but I, I want to go much further than that. And so we are, we are actively working on efforts to find partners that will help us sponsor in areas that can't afford these digital tools so that they are not left out of the opportunity. Well, as two public school parents, we are very happy to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. And so is there a way for parents then to rally to get this in their own school? Or, you know, who should they be talking to? They need to go to Start with your kid's teacher. Um, If you have a relationship with the school administration, with the principal or the librarian, go and and say, hey, listen, I I heard LeVar Burton um, on this podcast and and he was talking about reading Rainbow Skyberry School. Um, are, Are you thinking about getting it? For our kids and uh, initiate the conversation. Yes, I talked to LeVar personally. Yeah. <laughs> and he said that this needs to be in our school. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and we'll, we'll have all this information on our site at coolmompics.com. You'll be able to find all the links to Skybury and Reading Rainbow and what you can do to get your school involved. And you got to look at these videos, they're awesome. So let me ask you one more thing mm. Can you leave us with a few tips for parents, like LeVar Burton's tips to get parents? to get their kids excited about reading. That's a no-brainer. The first thing I, I ask parents when they ask me, well, how do I, how do I get my kid to read more? Um, I ask them, number one, do your kids see you reading, right? Oh, it's like food. It's Uh-oh. like the eating well in front of your <laughs> kids so much thing. trouble. Yeah, but <laughs> look, see, here's the thing. My mother not only read to me when I was a kid, she read in front of me. So I got that very important example that reading is as important to the human being as is breathing. So our kids need to see us engaged in consuming content through the written word. That's really important. It, it really is. So we need- Do what I do, right? Not just do what I say. Right. Do we what need I to do. Make, so that means that oftentimes as parents, we need to make a better effort to read in front of our kids and to show them how much, it, uh, how, how much we value reading as a cultural influence. Number two, do you know what your kids are passionate about? Because as I said, it is our passions that tend to drive our reading appetites. So, you know, f- and, and there's, there isn't a parent I, I, I know who doesn't know what their kid really loves. So, go out of your way to bring into your child's life reading material around that subject matter, whatever it is, soccer, horses, uh, motocross, BMX. uh, Minecraft. (laughs) Minecraft. Seriously, it, it doesn't matter. Find a way to engage them where they are. And believe me, if if they get hooked, you will be able to take them where you want them to go. I'm taking notes. I'm taking notes. <laughs> you know, it's funny. There is a little bookstore in my town, and I call her the book whisperer. I think mm. she was a school librarian. She has a bookstore, and it is the scariest place when you walk in because it's just like piles and piles of books everywhere. I'm afraid I'm going to have an allergy attack when I go in there. However, if you walk in, you can tell her everything about your child, and she will go to the shelf, and she will pull out like three or four books and every single time she's nailed You're it. You're so lucky to have a book every whisperer in, in, in your town. You really, really are. Yeah. Such a great public service to have someone who knows 
children's literature to the point where you can just give them a few data points on a child and they'll know exactly what kind of books they might enjoy. That's a phenomenal, phenomenal thing. God bless her. And if I can add to that, a little shout out to your local public library. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, a vastly underused resource for great recommendations. For Hugely underutilized resource, our nation's libraries. Absolutely. You know what? Take a family trip to the library. Again, we need to show our children, we need to impress upon them by our actions how important reading is culturally. Well, if people have questions for LeVar, for us, for LeVar, <laughs> you can find us on Twitter. I know that people are going to want to, I, I mean, there are just so many things that are coming to my mind right now, but we only have them for a short amount of time. I'll have to write them down. But you can find us on Twitter at CoolMomPicks with the hashtag Spawn Show. You can email us, spawned at CoolMomPicks.com. Of course, we'll have all the links on our site, CoolMomPicks.com. And how can folks find more information about what you're doing with Skybrary and Skybrary School? ReadingRainbow.com. Go to ReadingRainbow.com. Um, and you'll find all of the information on both our, our consumer product for families, Skybury Family, and our new product for schools, Skybury School, um, and, uh, and all of the activities that, uh, that, that I'm up to these days. Fantastic. Well, listen, we're going to be back right after this with our cool picks of the week. So how lucky that we've got a book sponsor on a day when we're talking about books. Lucky for them. Yeah, lucky for them. And hey, you know what? Lucky for listeners to learn more about more books. The more, the merrier. So The Terrible Two Get Worse is the hilarious sequel to The Terrible Two, which is a huge New York Times bestseller. It's published by Amulet Books, and the series has really captured the imaginations of tons of kids, especially those fans of Diary of a Wimpy Kid. So here's what happens. In The Terrible Two Get Worse, pranksters Miles and Niles were pretty devious. That's coincidental that their names rhyme. Yeah, well, maybe we should change our names to rhyme. <laughs> Kristen and Bliston. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that they've formed a pranking duo, they're terrible, but their powers will be tested when their favorite nemesis, Principal Barkin, is replaced by his stern and cunning father, the former Principal Barkin. He was also my nemesis, just so you know. <laughs> so I can relate to this book, even though I'm not a tween boy. I still think it sounds awesome. All right, well, it's time for... Cool Picks of the Week! Cool picks of the week. Yay! All right. Well, we always let our guests go first because that's the polite thing to do, right, Liz? So, Lavar, so yes. <laughs> we're excited to hear your cool pick of the week. Well, my cool pick of the week are, are two children's books that I love recommending. One I love recommending for boys is called Enemy Pie by Derek Munson, story of a, uh, a young boy who has an enemy move into his neighborhood and his father helps uh, him resolve his enemy problem. I won't tell you how it ends. It's a surprise, uh, but you won't see it coming. Um, Enemy Pie by Derek Munson. I also love recommending, um, not necessarily gender specific, but I know that a lot of girls love the story of Amazing Grace by Mary Hoffman. Um, the story of, of Grace, a young girl who wants to be Peter Pan in her school play and classmates tell her that she's not right for the role of Peter Pan because she's a girl and because she's black and Grace blows everybody away with the power of her imagination. So those are two books that I love recommending for kids Enemy Pie by Derek Munson and Amazing Grace, Mary Hoffman. 
Oh, thank you. Well, book recommendations from you is like been, you know, anointed by the Pope or something. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure a lot of our readers are going to appreciate it and go out and check this out. So thank you. Thank you so much. All right, Liz, what's yours? Oh, okay. So my pick is actually a website this week. I know a lot of people know her, but a lot of people don't. Her name is Grammar Girl. LeVar, do you know Grammar Girl? Don't know. Oh, you need to know. I'm grammar a total girl. grammar dork, and even <laughs> even though I get things wrong all the time, this is the site. It's quickanddirtytips.com/slash/grammar-girl, and Minion Fogarty is this amazing, brilliant, funny writer who helps you understand the difference between further and farther, or whether you should be saying lie or lay or lane or laid. And so it's the best site if you're not quite sure if you're saying something right. Um, I just love perusing it. But also, if you're doing a Google search for something like there versus there versus there, mm-hmm. and you end up in some weird Quora site or some like <laughs> Yahoo questions, you're not quite sure if the answers are going to be right. I always look for Grammar Girl in the Google search because I know she's going to give me an awesome answer. And she's very funny. You need to have a sense of humor when it comes to grammar, I think. I think so, especially when you misuse it. All right. We so do. Grammar Girl. <laughs> and then my cool pick of the week are the Ruth Bader Ginsburg coloring pages. Oh, those are so great. We have them on our site this week. It's a thing. You have to see them. They've they've got one of her riding a unicorn. With a rainbow (laughs) behind her, which could be a great, you know, collaboration for reading rainbow. Uh, They've got one with an RBG tattoo on her arm. I mean, they're hilarious. But what, what, peop, I love the internet, yeah. really. It's awesome. They commission them at She Knows, and we have the link on our site as well. There are 10 different pages, and they're awesome. Oh, I love the one with her with RBG on her chest. Like, she's Superman. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> and they're free, so that's fun. You know, My Little Pony out, RBG I in. I love it. You know what? The internet <laughs> is a wonderful, magical place. <laughs> we would agree yeah. with that, too. Well, thank you so much, LeVar, for joining us today. Oh, it's really my pleasure. You guys are fantastic. And um, keep reading, huh? Absolutely. We're so excited for the launch of Skybury. We can't wait to tell all of our listeners and readers about it. And we wish you tons of success with it. Thank you so much, y'all. Appreciate you. And thanks to you guys for joining us for another episode of Spawn. That was a great one. I am so inspired. I might even buy a book on my way home today. Huge thanks to our engineer, Zach Dinerstein, as always, and to our producer, Kristen Meinzer. Also to Laura Mayer and Annie Bowers at Panoply. And hey, make sure you subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher and download that episode. And if you have guest suggestions, ideas for the show, comments, you name it, drop us an email, spawned at coolmompicks.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening to Spawn. This is Liz. This is Kristen. Have a great day. 